Yeah, 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 boy, you know what time it is. You'll be back with another episode of Kevin's Little Podcast with me, your host, as always, Kevin Little. We got another popping episode, another banger, another, another banger of an episode for you guys today, as always. Before we get into it, go follow that Instagram page, go follow that Facebook page at Kevin's Little Podcast with me, your host. Also, hit me in my DMs. Ask me a question, I'll answer it live on the show. If you want to join the show and come on the show, let me know. I'll bring you on. I love having guests. Love doing it solo, but I also love having guests as well. We got some jargon to get into today. A whole bunch of nonsense. Sports. Maya. More sports. Divorce in sports. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Without further, guys, without, oh, good gracious. Without further ado, my little ones, let's get into this podcast, fellas. This is one hell of a job, and the only thing I got to say is, how about this job? Yeah! How about them cowboys? How about them three and one Cowboys? Feels good to be three and one with a backup quarterback, I'll tell you that much. Just the simple fact that Cooper Rush has come in and played as well as he's played over the last four games. Or I guess I should say three games. It's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal. Uh he he's done everything that you could ask for in a backup. Move the ball downfield. Don't turn it over. What else has he really done? I mean, he said first game he was like fifteen of like fifteen or nineteen to thirty one, a touchdown. Second game, same type of thing. Third game, uh, closer to like twenty of thirty two, something like you know what I mean. So he's he's doing what needs to be asked, and he's not you know not going for a whole bunch of crazy yards or a whole bunch of touchdowns. He's getting the ball to the running backs, and he's he's hitting guys. Uh, in in big plays when he needs to, and his connection with Noah Brown has been nothing short of phenomenal. Um, goes to show you what happens when you put two guys on the practice squad together for for how many years, and you know they finally get a chance to go out there together and 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 shine. Um, you can see that the trust he has in Noah Brown is it, it's it's there. It clicks. It's a connection. So. Hopefully we can keep rolling with that. Hopefully we can keep on progressing with that kind of play and just playing smart football, playing not stupid football, not just trying to go pass heavy and, you know, for whatever reason, act like we're the Chiefs or Green Bay and just act like we can chuck the ball down the field 49, 50 times a game. So. But before I get into uh, into all the sports, into the Cowboys, into the football, and into my predictions and all that stuff, um. I want to get the anime out of the way, since it's just a little bit, little short stuff that we got coming up here in the in the next few weeks that I'm excited to see. Um, the new Spy Family has already come out. New episode dropped a couple days ago. Uh, as of as of this recording, like came out what two days ago, three days ago, something like that. I haven't I haven't been able to watch it yet. Um, gonna be watching it probably this Friday. 
or maybe tonight. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. I don't know. Got to have that time to just sit down and focus. But either way, uh, new Spy Family's out. Bleach is coming out soon on October 10th. Can't wait for that. Obviously, that's my favorite anime of all time. And the graphics and the animation just look, I mean, just, just look so fucking. Yes, love that. Oh, they, they just look so good. They just look like a ta- straight Italian meatball and spaghettis from the motherland. Just fucking. But I am excited. Uh, I am excited for that to come out in a couple days. Five days to go. And then obviously the day after, on the 11th, we get Chainsaw Man which highly anticipated anime. Um, heard a lot of great reviews about the show. Heard it's a pretty interesting story throughout. Obviously, it's a bit, it's a little weird. Obviously, all animes have some weird concepts for those that aren't anime viewers as myself. Um, essentially, from what I can see, if you watch the trailers, the dude pulls a ripcord in his chest and chainsaws come out of his hands and face. And he just runs around chainsawing things, as per name, Chainsaw Man. So, it's going to be interesting. Going to give it a love. Going to give it the shot. Uh, and that's that's really it for the anime. little quick two-minute thing on the anime right there. Let's move on. Quick one. Quick one. Move on. I want to talk about uh, Maya's, Maya's starting preschool. Now, she is gone for three days now, okay? Monday, she was so excited, couldn't wait to get there, absolutely loved it, made friends immediately. Second day, she was surprised to learn that you go back again. And she also learned that you now go five days in a row. So that was a huge surprise to her, even though we told her about 19 times already what school is. Then, afterwards, on the third day, she was pissed. I mean, she woke up this morning. I had to wake her up this morning, and she was not happy about it. She was, she was giving me the, I'm so tired. No, I just want to sleep. Like, she was so tired. I would pick her up. I'd be like, babe, come on. We got to get up. We got to get dressed. I'd put her shirt on. She'd lay back down and put the covers over. I'd be like, nah, come on, we gotta put your pants on. She'd get up, put her pants on, lay back down. I'd be like, no, come on, we gotta put your socks on. Like, it was just a whole routine. Uh, it didn't help that we woke up late this morning. We literally woke up like 10 minutes before we had to leave the house and had to get her dressed, me dressed, Leah I mean, it was, I didn't even have time to walk the dog in the morning. I mean, it was, it was a hectic morning trying to get up to work this morning, but we made it. We were on time and we got, did what we gotta do. And yes, the dog did get walked as soon as Leah came home from dropping me off at work. So if you were worried about the puppy not getting out for his morning tinkle and shit, don't worry. He did. Um, But other than that, she she really enjoys preschool. She's loving it. She's liking, you know, having new friends to play with and, and interact with and just a variety of kids. You know what I mean? Like. There was, when we went there for the parent-teacher conference, and there was a whole bunch of different kids there. I mean, it was white kids, black kids, Asian kids, Mexican kids. Like, it was all, all, all sorts. Um, and she just 
the second she got down and started playing with people, she was just cool. I'm I'm chill with you. I'm chill with you. You know, we're going to go do our thing. If anybody wants to come, we're going to be over here just chilling, kicking it, playing the blocks and, and the zoo animals over here. You know what I mean? So she already know what she want to do. She already having fun in that. So I'm I'm just happy to see that she's very sociable. I knew she was going to be, too. I mean, she's always been very sociable. Every time we go to Wawa, she's fucking saying hi to everybody and, and dancing and not giving a fuck. So I knew she was going to be a G unit in school. I knew it. Probably going to have a little bit of a focused paying attention problem like her dad, but, you know, that kind of runs in the family. All right, let's move on to some football. We got to talk some Cowboys. We got to talk some of this NFC East. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboys? I'm, just, I'm sorry. I love hearing that. I will never get tired of hearing Jimmy Johnson scream, how about them Cowboys? Um, Skip Bayless can be a little, you know, <laughs> can be a little insufferable sometimes. But he, he can also he can also spit that cowboy knowledge. He can be a little, you know, a little biased sometimes in his cowboy love. But. We love Skip Bayless no matter what. We love Cowboy fans in this in this building no matter what. I don't know if you guys saw Michael Irving's, what was it, Instagram or Twitter post, whatever it was, uh, after, I believe after the, what was it, the Giants win um, of him <laughs> screaming about Cooper Rush. I, I got to play it for you guys here real quick just in case you haven't heard it. Hey, you see that? We did it again. I don't know how it happened, but we have done it again. We have stolen another one. I want us to understand this, Stephen A. Here goes the new slogan. It's as a backup in rush, we trust. As a backup in rush, we trust. As our backup of America's team in rush, we trust. Oh, man, Michael Irvin, the playmaker, is still, even at his age, is just hilarious. Just hilarious. And it shows, you know, he, he never going to stop loving these Cowboys, no matter what. And that, that leads me perfectly into what I want to talk about next. Uncle Randy, my beloved uncle, one of many uncles, I have I have been watching football for as long as I can remember. And in our family, on my dad's side, there are two teams predominantly that we root for. Obviously, one is the Cowboys. We got Cowboy fans galore in this family. But the other team that our family likes to root for, for whatever God an unknown reason. Couldn't have picked any other of the 30 other teams. Couldn't go with the Cowboys. Sorry, 31. If you can include the Cowboys. Couldn't go with the Cowboys. Couldn't even like the Steelers. My Uncle Damon likes the Steelers. I'm cool with that. 
but they had to go with the formerly known Redskins, the now Washington Commanders, the previously known as the football team. I mean, God, uh, just the fact that you had to change your name to the football team itself. But we're, gonna, we're not even going to talk about it. That's not what we're here for, Uncle Randy. This is a message to you, and I know you listen to this podcast, and I know you're going to hear this. When I was on the phone with you and my dad earlier today, today, I heard you in the background talk about how you don't care about football no more, and you don't even care about this team, and you're, you don't want to... You don't want to sit there and watch no Ron Rivera or whatever at Carson Wentz and 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 this and that and to, and just just hating on your own team, hating on your own team. Talking about how why would I want to watch this bullshit? Why would I want to see the? Why would I want to root for these guys when they're so bad and this and that? Yada yada yada. Saying oh my, oh, my, my own son don't even like the the the. the Redskins no more. He done jumped ship after like two years and, and this and that. And I'm going to tell you what. Oh, God, always do the wrong one. That's some nonsense, man. My dad raised me way better than that. We don't just jump ship. Jump ship? What is this? This ain't no Pirates of the Caribbean. This ain't no luxury cruise liner that's about to sink. Get, get out of here. Ain't no jumping ship. Jump ship, bro. What are you talking about? I'm the PA cowboy up in here. Ain't no jumping ship. No, 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 sir. My daddy didn't raise me like that. My daddy told me from the get-go. I remember very, very specifically walking down the streets of Reading one day. I don't know where we was going. We were probably going to the corner store and heading on our way home. Something like that. And... My dad asked me, Kev, who you root for? I think he's like, I see it's time for you to pick a football team. Who you root for? And I remember looking at him going, well, I want the team to win, right? So whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, that's who I'll become a fan of. Or uh, not that, not, I didn't say that year, but I said, whoever wins the Super Bowl, I'll become a fan of them. And he was like, okay, so every year you're going to change teams. And I was like, yeah. Like, I wanted to, I want to root for the winner. Because, you know, I was very, very young at the time. Very young. I, it's like, you know, it, I don't remember anything other than about that day other than this one question that he asked me. And it was because of his response and because of the way he talked to me that in that moment that made me, like, that's one of my true sports moments in my memory. Even though no sports were involved other than, like, the conversation, that still sticks to me in my mind to this day. Like, all the time I think about that. And he's like, and I was like, you know, I said that, and he was like, no, 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 that, that, you don't do that. You know what I mean? That's called bandwagoning. That's, that's, that's called being a bandwagon fan. That's not a true fan. A true fan picks their team, stays with them, and, and is with that team ride or die no matter what until the end. And then for whatever reason, I just, boom, that memory clicks in my head all the time. So, Uncle Randy, to hear you talk that bad about your own team, even if it is Washington Commanders, Man, come on, bro. Come on now. You better than that. Even if your team is doo-doo right now. You better than that, bro. You better than that. I, I didn't see... Hell, I, I said it to him. I haven't seen my team get to an NFC championship game my entire 
life. I've seen us win three whole playoff games since the year 2000. So trust me, yeah, you think I don't understand <laughs> what it's like to lose? You know how many 8-8 eight and eight seasons I had to sit through with Jason 8-8 eight and eight Garrett or how many bogus-ass 6-10 and 10 seasons or whatever that we had to sit through? It sucked. It, it was nonsense. It's nonsense, bro. Of course it is, but that's why we love the game. That's why we love who we love. That's why we love these teams. That's why we have the passion and the heart that we have for these teams. I, I said, I will never. I don't care how bad our record is. I don't care how bad our record I said, I didn't even care last year when we had our cycle through quarterbacks with Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert and Andy Dalton and, and whatever, whoever else stepped in that rotation for that, for that lineup. I didn't care. I wanted, to, I wanted to see my team win. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Is your team 1-3 right now? Sure. Could it be worse? Absolutely. But, I, hey, Uncle Randy, step your game up, bro. Step your Washington Commanders love game up, man, because that was, that was some sadness. That, that was just some straight hater mentality I heard spewing out of your mouth when we were on the phone earlier. So. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that right now. One more time. One more time. Jimmy, Jimmy, can you please? You did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboys? That's right. That's right. Go, Jimmy. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> All right. Let's get to some of these NFL games we got coming up. Get to some of these predictions uh, and see if we can't call some of these games right here. Okay, let's, let's get down to it. Obviously, first up, we've got Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. Colts, Broncos in Denver. Denver's favorites. Um, Jonathan Taylor out for the Colts, so I'm obviously going to go with the Broncos on this one. So, Matty Ice has just been playing like absolute garbage all season. Thought he'd be much better with them than the Falcons, but apparently I was dead wrong on that. So, I'm going to go Broncos, probably like 21-10. Starting off on the Sunday games, 9.30 a.m., meaning it's in London. London, baby. Second London game of the year. This one is the first time, believe it or not, first time in NFL history that a London game will have two teams over 500. Normally when they play, it's like Colts, Jaguars, or, you know, Texans, Chargers. One team will be good, one team will be bad, or both teams are bad. But this is the first time that two teams with a winning record, two teams that are actually looking pretty damn decent, Giants, Packers, going to London. Um, obviously, I got Green Bay favored to win. I don't think that Giants defense is going to be able to do much of anything. Could Saquon Barkley take advantage of the Packers defense? Maybe. Maybe. New England did with a backup, uh, a third stringer named Bailey Zappi, for Christ's sake. So anything's possible in the world of sports. Bears, Vikings, got to go Vikings. Sorry, Greg. I'm sorry. Father-in-law, Greg, I'm sorry. I got to go Vikings, man. I'm sorry. Bears have just been looking not good. Vikings have been looking strong. So I'm going to go Vikings on that one. Titans, Commanders. You know my feelings on the Commanders. They're 1-3. and three. 
I'd love to sit here and show them some love, like I just told my Uncle Randy to, but hey, my Uncle Randy's going to root for them to lose anyway, so what what does it even matter about this pick? I'm going Titans. Texans, Jaguars. Jaguars are just looking so good lately. So good. They gave up a hell of a fight to Philly, and I honestly thought they were going to win that game at that at one point. Uh, when they started battling back and, and got that next touchdown to put it up to 21, I'm like, all right, here you go. Come on now, and then it just never happened. But credit to Philly for looking so good. Well, I'm obviously going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars on this one. Texans haven't got a win on the season yet. Not a win on the season yet for the Texans, as I predicted. Seahawks, Saints. Seahawks are looking way better than I expected. Every time they win, I'm wrong because I didn't have them. I, I, actually, you know what? I had them winning two games all season, and they already have two wins on the year so far. So I'm every single time they win so far, I'm wrong. But hey, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Uh, as my previous, you know, for my previous predictions, the the preseason predictions, right? Remember those? Remember when I predicted the entire schedule uh, for every team? Yeah. Well, I had the Seahawks winning two of those games. So every time they lose, or sorry, every time they win from here on out, I am wrong on my post or preseason predictions. Okay. Fair enough. Makes sense. Um. So. I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one. I do think they'll beat the Saints. Saints got Andy Dalton as a QB now. Um, Falcons, Buccaneers. Give me the Buccaneers. Both teams at 2-2, two two, surprisingly. Surprisingly, both teams at 2-2. Two two. Falcons are, I think, another team I had basically going winless. And they're proving me wrong. Marcus Mariota. Wow. Wow. Dolphins, Jets. At Jets, obviously got to go Dolphins on that one. That one's not even even with uh, Teddy Teddy Bridge over troubled waters. Steelers, Bills, Steelers finally moving on from Mitchell Trubisky, that god awful quarterback, going on to the Bills. That one's going to be a tough one for Kenny Pickett to start uh, officially. So going to have to go with the Bills on that one. That defense is just going to make it a problem for him. Lions, Patriots, both one and three. Can you believe that the Detroit Lions and the Patriots have the same record through the first four weeks of the season? Crazy. Give me the Lions in the upset over New England. I'm taking them. Browns, Chargers. Uh, This one's in Cleveland. I would normally give this one to the Browns because of how injured the Chargers are. But I'm actually going to go with the Chargers on this one. Um, I just got that feeling that Justin Herbert's going to bounce back and just start lighting it up. Even with the, even with the injury, I think he's going to heal up and he's going to be all right. Niners, Panthers, Eddie Soto versus my wife. My wife likes the Panthers. My boy Eddie Soto likes the Niners. Niners knocked us out of the playoff game last year, which I hate y'all for it. But I hope we get y'all again in the playoffs this year so we can smack y'all. Get a revenge shot. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers over the Carolina Panthers because I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't trust him. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Eagles, Cardinals, give me the Cardinals. Fuck the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care. I'm so tired of hearing how they're 4-0. Yeah, they've got three wins against shit teams and one good quality win. Sorry, I guess if you want to say two good quality wins because I will give Jacksonville a quality win. I'm going to get into that after this because I got some nonsense we need to spew at y'all. Cowboys, Rams. Give me them Cowboys. I think our defense is going to force Matthew Stafford, who's playing doo-doo this year, to throw 
another pick to Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, and D-Law going to get us going to get sacks. And you know how that that Cowboy defense is. We're going to make it hell on the Rams. I think Cooper Rush might get his first interception though because Jalen Ramsey is a monster. So we'll see about that. My music cut off on me, but that's all right. Bengals, Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Obviously, that's way too easy. Sorry, ad started playing over my mute, over my freaking music. Bengals, Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Baltimore has to win this one. Two and two. Coming off that embarrassment last week where you had the chance to tie the game. Uh, sorry, uh, take the lead with a minute 20 left on the clock, and instead you go for it on fourth and goal. Lamar throws a horrendous pick. It goes the other way, sets the Bills up with a great field position. Josh Allen does what he does, marches him right down the field, and boom, kicks the game-winning field goal, which would have tied the game up or at least forced the Bills into going for it to win it, right? So, I mean, they they can't. And then that and then also the embarrassment that you led up to Miami down up 35 to 14 and you let them come all the way back? No. No, you can't you can't do that twice in one season within 4 weeks and then just nope nope that's you know what we're just going to phone it in the rest of the season and that's just going to be how it is. You got there's got to be a turnaround here at some point and I, it's going to happen against the Bengals. They're going to get this nice good win. Um and then the Monday game I'll predict on my next episode I'll probably I'm going to try to do it on Saturday. Um, after the Thursday game, that's Raiders Chiefs. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Now let me let me get into this. I want to. I started mentioning this about the Eagles and how they're four and zero and they're looking good. Now everybody is declaring them like the best team in the NFL, and they're. I mean, clearly they're one of the best teams in the NFC. That's no no question. But my problem with the media and with everybody losing their minds over Philly. Yes, they got that win over the Vikings. It's a good quality win. I'll give them that. Yes, they beat the Jags, and that was another good quality win. 29-21, it was, you know, Jacksonville led 14-0 at one point, and then they rallied back and, and, and ended the game. Right with you on that one. That's a good one, too. But then you go and you get you demolish Washington and Detroit. Now, even though Detroit's looking a little bit better than last year, a little more tricky, a little more explosive, they're still Detroit. They're still losing a whole bunch of games. They're just losing them closer now. You let up 35 points to Detroit for no reason whatsoever and almost let them come back and win that game. Then you go and demolish Washington because you of how of how many points you let them. Washington is no good. Detroit is no good. But we're gonna sit here and go, oh my God, the Eagles are just such a dominant team over these over because they're four and zero. But then when the my Cowboys play, you know those exact basically Washington. And Giants, who Giants, let's give, let's face it, are about the equivalent of the Detroit Lions. They just happen to be winning these games. They should have lost that first game to the Titans when the when the Tennessee kicker blew an easy field goal for the win. And then and then again, got saved by the by your own kicker 
uh, in what should have been a loss to the Panthers. So, again, they're essentially about as equivalent as Detroit. Washington is Washington. Yet everybody's sitting here going, oh, my God, the Cowboys are so bad, and the Cowboys are terrible, and the Cowboys' season is over. No Dak Prescott, no thank you. And then it's like, hey, Cooper Rush just rallied off three straight wins. Oh, well, it was New York. It was Cincinnati. It was Washington. Oh, Cincinnati, you mean the team that was just in the Super Bowl last year? Oh, well, that was a fluke. They aren't that good. They were a fraudulent team. Oh, my God. It's every excuse for the Cowboys. All I hear when they fought Washington was, look how dominant the Eagles are. Look how good they are. Look how strong they are. Cowboys beat Washington. It's Oh, it's just Washington. They suck. Well, have that same energy. Have that same energy. When the, when the Eagles potentially go 6-0 and against the division and the Cowboys go whatever, 4-2 and because we're probably going to get swept by the Eagles, don't sit there and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's the same shit. The Eagles, yes. Are they, are they, are they much better than the Cowboys? 100%. 100%. 100%. I ain't even going to question that. They needed a, they needed a number one wide receiver uh, to help back up Devontae Smith. Boom. Got him. A.J. Brown. You needed that. Uh, you needed that. Um, that another corner to go with Slay. You got picked up James Bradbury. Boom. You needed that stud on the defensive line. You went and drafted that kid uh, from Georgia, right? Boom. You filled your top three needs perfectly. What did the Cowboys do? We got rid of Amari Cooper. We got rid of Randy Gregory. We got little Leal uh, Collins, Cedric Wilson. We we got rid of everybody and replaced them with what? Anthony Barr. Deontay Fowler and Jason Peters, who, granted, Jason Peters is a stud and has been phenomenal for the Cowboys. Love him as a pickup. But let's face it. He was 40 years old sitting on his couch before the season started. It's not like he was some high-valued free agent that was still on the market. You know what I mean? So all I'm saying is when the end of the season comes, and the Eagles have beat up because they've got just as easy as a schedule as the Cowboys do. Granted, it's mainly because we all play in the NFC East, so that automatically bring your schedule easy down because of how bad the division is. But it's like you look at the division now, 4-0, and 3-1, 3-1, 1-3. So, hey, we could be, we could be, what is it, like the AFC South? Where they've got what? What do they got going on down there in the AFC South? You got the Texans at o three and one, right? Am I am I in the right division? Am I dumb? Am I taking wrong Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm right. Yep. Okay. So listen, Titans only good team at two and two. Colts. Oh my God. Can we not talk about how bad the Colts have been? I mean, they've just been awful. Awful. God awful. God awful. Um, I, sorry, I guess I should say Jags, too. Jags, Jags are looking good. So Jags and Titans both at 2-2 two and two looking good. And then, but even then, your best two, your, your, your top two records aren't even as good as our second and third place. You know what I mean? We're three and one. They're two and two. So obviously, we got a good division this year. As even though I just named you reasons why <laughs> why the Giants are bad, why Washington's bad, why Eagles not as as I now. Grant, 
I am not saying that Philly isn't good. So don't think I'm sitting here saying, oh, the Eagles are trash. No, they're good. They're beating who's in front of them, and that's all that really matters. You beat who's in front of you. You can't, you can't control who you play. So credit to them for winning and looking good doing it. But I don't think they're the best team in the NFL just because they're 4-0. Let's put it in perspective here. They're 4-0 against Detroit, Jacksonville, Washington, and Minnesota. So it is not like they have the Buccaneers schedule where they had to play, yes, my Cowboys with our defense, is how it's looking, Saints, Packers, and the Chiefs. Now, if you tell me that the Philadelphia Eagles go 4-0 against the Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs, oh, you've got me. Oh, you've got me. That's probably the best team in the NFL. You got me at that point. But that is yet to be shown. I'm not going to sit here and say that Philly is world beaters off of four wins against eh, not super great playoff opponents. Let's just put it that way. I'm not saying the Cowboys have either. But, again, I'm not sitting here saying the Cowboys are world beaters. I don't think we'll win the division. I think we'll get second place behind Philly. And I said that the moment they got A.J. Brown, the moment they got James Bradbury, and the moment they picked up that kid in the draft. That's what I said. Go back and look at the tapes. It's what I said. You can't deny it. Um, other than that, man, I guess I could talk about this whole Brady situation. I mean, Michael Gallup came back from his injury, finally got, uh, got a touchdown in his first game back. Love seeing that. One of them doo-doo commanders. Um, talked about the 3-1 and one stat. Philly. Predicted the matchups. Hoopa. His start against the Rams. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm actually kind of glad he's starting against the Rams because I want to see how he does under that kind of pressure. That's the defending Super Bowl champions. They have taken a step back and do not look that good this year. They honestly look pretty bad. But hey, that's still the defending Super Bowl champions. That's still got some respect. So you, you know, even if they are looking bad this year or not as good, they're going to be getting everybody's 100% best. So I am I am excited to see how Cooper Rush does. Now, if you tell me that Cooper Rush, after winning these three games right now, goes on to beat the Rams and maybe even beats Philly, which I doubt, but could, you know, if he, what, let's just put it in hypothetical terms. What if he goes on and beats the Rams and Philly? Then you really have to start asking yourself a question. Do you put back Dak Prescott Back in that lineup, or do you wait until Coop shows you, okay, this is how bad Coop could be? Because right now, he's showing you, I, he can be the greatest game manager that we've had. He is just. Now, granted, it's not a lot of risk it because they're running the ball more. They're getting the running backs involved together, which is what we should have been doing with that Prescott on the field because it just makes things easier. It's a winning formula, trying to force a quarterback who is not super accurate to throw 45, 50 times a game and expect him to hit at a high percentage, it's just not possible. It's just not going to happen. So I'm not saying, hey, we're better with Cooper Rush. I'm saying the coaches are picking a more suitable game plan and a more conservative yet like almost more aggressive type running game offense because of the fact that you don't have Dak Prescott, who can throw a better deep ball, who is more athletic, 
who can run around and, and make plays with his feet. But Coop is showing you through these games, hey, I'm not just some stand-in-the-pocket quarterback either. I can move. And I mean, the, the touchdown pass to Michael Gallup on the run, a perfect spiral, in tight coverage, back of the end zone corner. Boom. Nails it. MG13 for the touchdown. Come on. How much? Like, that's all you can ask. So, again, if he does go on to beat the Rams, if he does go on to beat the Eagles, what does Cowboys do? What do they do? Do they go back to Dak or do you let the hot hand roll? Back in the day, when Troy Eggman got hurt, when Troy came back from his injury, they sat him down. Hall of Fame, Super Bowl winning quarterback Troy Aikman, they sat him down and said, you are not going to come back and play. You're actually going to continue to sit because our backup has been winning games and we look good doing it and we're just going to continue to roll with a hot hand. So what happens? Tony Romo lost his job in the preseason. Dak Prescott came in, started week one, and never looked back. It happens. Am I saying Cooper Rush is going to take Dak Prescott's job? No, but it's totally possible. It's 100% possible. Beat the Rams, beat the Eagles, then we'll talk, Coop. Other than that, man, I'm done. It's hot. I was energetic for this one. I felt like the last couple, I've just been like sluggish and boring and... I felt like I had to do something. I had to pump it up on this one. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Hope you guys liked it. Um, I was gonna try to have Maya on to talk about her preschool, but she being a buster today, she's all tired and grumpy, like I was saying. So she don't she don't want to be on. She's tired. I'm just tired. I don't want to. I just want to lay down. I'm tired. So ain't gonna have her punk ass on here today to talk about it. But I will hopefully like to have her and or a different guest in the near future um the season obviously continuing on week five got a whole bunch of good games ufc this weekend too hopefully uh hopefully it'll be another good card um i haven't been doing i haven't been doing my picks because the week before we didn't have a fight card and the week last week it just wasn't a great card. It wasn't that interesting, um, and I just, I didn't really I didn't really have a whole vested interest in it. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. I'm honestly just waiting for that that title fight between Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is the underdog, even though he's the, like, I get, I, I get it. He got stripped of his title, so he's not the real champ. But still, he's the champ, and we all know it. He lost his belt because he didn't make weight by half a pound. Half a pound. So, say what you want. He's the champ. I don't care. Other than that, I will see you guys on the next episode. I hope you have great week a great weekend a great thursday night football go spend some time with your family and your loved ones uh if you got kids go spend time with your little ones we'll give them hugs kisses and that's it
That's all I got to say. We're going to be back. Kevin's Little Podcast with me, your host, as always. Let's go.